to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on with Chizo and my best mate, Pistol. How are you there, champion? <laughs> Not too bad, Chizo. I'm uh, just, I've been all week having nightmares about uh, missing Dangerfield's captaincy score. So I'm just hoping um, I will rectify my mistake this weekend and have a big week. It's been uh, a very tough fortnight. Uh, for me, super coach wise, it was a little bit concerning. Uh, usually, you're straight on the dot to to check your rank at the end of each week, and I I didn't see you for about 24 hours. You were offline. You hadn't been cited on Facebook Messenger. I got a little bit worried there, mate. You're handling it okay. <laughs> I'm just. It's always a, a bit more of a struggle when you have, a, I guess, a big fall um, in rank, but you just got to keep going. And obviously, I'm still doing quite well in the top thousand. But um, yeah, having not been in this rank since around, I think. Three, um, yeah, it's uh, worrying times, especially with uh, the team news hasn't gone favorably already. So a uh, big week ahead. Is this the predicted rundown by Chizo? The exact same thing happened last year, where you just ran out of trades and just uh, basically fell off the face of the earth. Is this? It was last week, the first week of that happening, and me running you down again. Possibly. Um, <laughs> we'll see though, because I do have trades this year, so it's a bit different. <laughs> How many trades you got left? Or I might just have, after this week's trades, I might just have four. Four. I reckon that might be able to get you through to the finals if you've got a completed side, though, mate. Uh, well, I do, so uh, we'll wait and see how we go. It depends <laughs> um, on uh, if I make finals at this rate, and it's not a certainty. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, we'll just jump straight into the Cancer Council uh, there again. We're just touching almost $2,000 there. Remember, we've got the Donate for Donuts running all season long. So if you do have a donut, particularly with some of the team news this week here, Pistol, make sure that you uh, you pledge a donation for every donut that you have and uh, it goes straight to the Cancer Council Victoria and that's going absolutely fantastic uh, this week, uh, this year, Pistol. Uh, we'll jump straight into the team news. Uh, I'll take off the first one here. Adelaide Crows and Western Bulldogs on the Friday night. Fantastic game here, mate. There's been a few changes on either side. Um, Andy Otten comes back in after being omitted. Uh, Charlie Cameron and Scott Thompson in for uh, uh, finally getting a run in the AFL again. Uh, Cole Hardigan out with that hamstring injury. And uh, the two big ones uh, with rookie side of things uh, here, Pistol, Hugh Greenwood has been rested and is named as an emergency. And the same with John O'Beach. He's been omitted, which we have been saying uh, could be happening pretty soon. He's also named as an emergency. On the dog side of things, we do have Fletcher Roberts, uh, Matty Boyd coming in uh, to break the all-time uh, leaderboard for uh, most games by someone selected as a rookie draft pick. Clay Smith coming back in as long, along with uh, Tom Liberatore. On the outs, we've got uh, Shane Biggs with a calf, Rob uh, Murphy with a hamstring again, Tom Campbell with an abdominal strain, and uh, Tory Dixon has been omitted. He's been in a, a pretty bad form. How do you see this one going here, Pistol? Uh, we've, this is the, our two teams that have had our stars being tagged. We've got Rory Sloan and JJ that have both been tagged this week. Is there any chance they'll match up on each other and try and tag each other instead? <laughs> I think that would uh, be great to watch, but I don't see that happening. I actually, I know what it is, gut feeling. This is Sloan's uh, return to form game. Maybe not return to form, maybe he's just going to have one good game. Um, Bulldogs obviously down on form. I think Crows will get it done, and I think Sloan is in for a good one. Maybe I'm just hoping because he's been absolutely woeful as an owner. Um, in all formats uh, this season. Do you see Laird bouncing back? He's obviously had a, a, a little bit of a down patch, uh, not kind of going at what we expect. His average is now a, a tick under 102 for the year. Three-round average of 93, five-round average of 85. Uh, starting to get a little bit concerning there, possibly, Pistol. What do you think? Um, I think we'll, we'll know a lot more at the end of this game. There's no reason, really, why he should score badly against the Bulldogs. Um, I doubt they're going to put... 
um, anybody on him as well. So um, let's just see what happens. I think it's going to be a really good game and hopefully a good fantasy game as well. Yeah, just interesting to note that he still has been racking up a fair bit of the ball. 25 touches at 72%, which you think would be okay. But he had those five clangers, which we uh, we have been mentioning is also the, the, the issue with Taylor Adams. I think he, uh, um, we'll touch on it a bit later, but he, he was trying to set the record for um, the most clangers set uh, had in a, a single match here, mate. Uh, we'll jump into the uh, the game down in Tassie there, the Hawks and Giants. You want to take us through that one, champion? Oh, not too much uh, news here. Hawthorne, uh, Grant Birchall is out with that knee injury. Um, I'm not sure they're going to, I guess, play him. There's, there's no real point of them rushing him back, so he might maybe come at the very end of the year or not at all. Um, Kate Stewart comes in for Hawthorne. On the Giants' side, we've got Mazungu in and Perryman in. Um, Finlayson's out with a knee and Steve Johnson's also out with a knee. Their depth is being tested here. I mean, they've barely got anyone to even name as an emergency. Um, they're, the Giants, um, they've done well this season with all their injuries to keep being at the top of the ladder and performing well in matches. Um, you've, I guess credit where credit's due. They've just been unreal. And uh, unfortunately for us, um, on the bench, there is no signs whatsoever of um, our Hawthorne rookie, um, Cousins. Cousins, yes. Um, he is not an emergency for this game, so um, not sure when he's going to make a return. But uh, Tyrone Vickery is actually an emergency cheeser. Do you reckon he's a chance of uh, getting a gig this week? Oh, maybe he extorted that uh, that that selection there because surely they wouldn't be teasing him with a, a a possible upgrade to the AFL again now, would they? It's a little bit strange timing, I think. Um, I'm not quite sure why they would do that, honestly. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm certainly confused by it. Um, Interesting to note that on the emergencies, first emergency, Will Setterfield, their uh, their first pick, uh, sorry, their number five selection from the 2016 draft, absolute jet midfielder again. Um, it would be fantastic to see if he gets a game coming home because uh, he's been in good form in the NEFL. Uh We'll jump into the game of the round here, Pistol, you versus me. It's the uh, the uh, Pies versus Essendon here, champ. We've got a few different changes. In comes the uh, the rookie David Myers that we've been missing for a little bit. Sent back to the VFL to get some form. Uh, out goes Kyle Langford, who's been omitted. Uh, on the Collingwood side of things, Travi Varco, Ben Reed comes back in, and Josh Smith uh, out is Darcy Moore with a hamstring. Jack Ramsey is omitted, and Tom Phillips, who's actually been playing quite well, is uh, is a has an illness. Uh, Tommy Langdon's fiftieth uh, game there, Pistol, getting up dressed up in all your black and white to watch this one mate <laughs> i don't know is it possible that both teams lose they're both in bad form so <laughs> um no it's, it's going to be a good game it's always going to be a good game against uh, essendon and especially with all of the backlash um essendon got last week i think they're going to come out firing and collingwood i guess has to come out firing because they've just been in incredibly bad form um but i'm looking forward to it um this one sharon berg still named as an emergency and not named uh it's Pretty frustrating, given uh, how much is dominating in the VFL, Chizo. Yeah, he's been playing absolutely solid football, so it's really interesting. Um, he's coming off the back of 35 touches, 10 marks and a goal the week before. I think he had another 20-plus uh, possession game, so it's not like that he, uh, he's not performing, I, I, I guess, Collingwood are just trying to, uh, to flick a few things around and, and find the right um, right position in the back line. I think he's competing with Tom Langdon at this stage uh, for that, uh, that that back position. So um, I'm hoping that he'll get another shot, but it'll be interesting to talk a little bit, a little bit 
uh, later whether his name comes up as a possible trade target for uh, Witherden uh, from the Brisbane Lions. But um, we'll certainly touch on, on him a little bit later. Mason Cox kicked the big three last week, Pistol. Uh, you you're glad that he came in for, uh, for Ben Reid last week? Well, we don't really have many forward options. As you can see, um, with Darcy Moore out with a hamstring, Ben Reid's been named at centre-half forward. Mm. Um, after that, there's <laughs> there's no depth there, I guess. Uh, there's Chris Main, but um, different type of player, really. Um, so Collingwood's struggling in that forward forward line department, um, especially at this current stage of the season. There's just no one to bring in. I thought the, uh, the considering that Ben Reid doesn't know how to mark, he just like punches anything that comes in his direction. Uh, I thought they might chuck him in the back line and put Jeremy Howe back where um, uh, he grew up on the across the forward half. So uh, interesting to see what they'll do with that one. Um, we'll jump through the uh, Sydney Swans and Gold Coast there, mate. Uh, you've got some big news there that you want to jump us through. <laughs> Swans and Gold Coast, no change for the Sydney Swans. Massive news. But no, the uh, the shock of the round, I guess you could say. Gary Ablett is out with a hamstring injury. Hanley is also out with a hamstring injury. Jack Leslie is omitted, doesn't have a hamstring injury. Um, <laughs> in comes the Cannon, Trent McKenzie, Jack Bowes, and Darcy McPherson. Oh, Chizo, what have we done? Um, bringing Gaz into our side, basically missing um, two games in four weeks since um, bringing him in. I think I was read. I, th- I think I was reading that he's missed three of the last seven. Is this old man syndrome? Look, really, I think um, at the first sign of injury, we probably should have traded him. Um, but you don't want to because you just brought him in. But sometimes you just have to rectify your mistakes. Um, as we said, you've never heard of a one-week hamstring injury or a zero-week hamstring injury that Scooter had. Now he's missing multiple weeks with a hammy to get it right. Um, I'm not sure what Gary Ablett's done. Um, it may be a strain, but usually these things, like I doubt it's going to be the last game he misses uh, for the rest of the season. For, so for me personally, um, I'm going to trade him out, especially because my cover, Greenwood, is also out. Um, funny how that goes, Chizo, when um, I had Selwood who missed last week and my cover was Scooter, so I had to trade out Scooter. And this week my cover for Ablett is Greenwood and they're both, both uh, not playing again. So um, them's the breaks, as they say, and uh, I'm just going to have to uh, look at trading out Gary Ablett. Signs from the Supercoach gods, my friends. I think I think it's uh, it, it's pretty much telling you that our selection of the great one, Gary Ablett, was a poor choice. And I'm actually going to use Gaz to go to Gorn this week. Uh, um, I don't like the idea of uh, having Parsons or someone on the bench in 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 the position of uh, Hugh Greenwood uh, from a forward line. So I'm going to few swing a few things around and get uh, Nank to the forward lines. Uh, gone in but the only way that I can make the money at this stage is to uh, do something with with Gaz and Scooter so that's what I'm going to do uh, Pistol Um, but it is interesting for those that have Gaz they uh, aren't entertaining a a change like that do you think that there's any merit on holding on to Gaz Um, we've obviously got very limited information at this stage with the uh, the whole hamstring for Gaz being such a, a a last minute um, thing that we've we kind of been caught off guard about. Look, I think you can definitely um, hold him if you did have appropriate cover. It's just I'm not sure you want to you know play a Parsons as you said um, or another rookie that's probably going to score a 40. And you don't even know how long Gaz is going to be out. I know sometimes it's it's best to wait to, for more information, but if you're doing well overall, you can't really afford to just give up 60 points um, for nothing. Plus. As I said before, I doubt it's the last time he's rested as well. So it's probably going to come back and haunt us. Um, he's probably going to be out 
at least another time you'd think uh, before the season's out. So it's really based on your cover. If you have no cover, obviously you have to trade. Um, and if you have a rookie, you probably have to trade. And given Scooter and Greenwood are both still out, I think most people are going to fall under the situation where they just have to trade him out. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll definitely talk about options that we can go to Gaz um, uh, or go Gaz from uh, the, uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, we'll jump into the next, next game, the Lions and the Cats. Uh, a couple changes on the other side. We've got uh, Joel Selwood and Brandon Parfit both coming back in. Uh, Sam Simpson omitted and Aaron Black omitted again, uh, both just getting the, the, the first game to poke their head in. Uh, Wiley Buzzer gets his second game there, Pistol. He's going to be a cult figure just because of his name, mate. <laughs> and also, I like the way he went about it in the way he tackled um, a lot for a big man as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to watching him play again. He'll probably kick a couple of goals against Brisbane, you'd think. It's interesting because he had a minus six first quarter ended up with like an 80-plus score. So after three, like three quarters in a, a close, tight match, he's put up like extrapolate that he's put up a ton <laughs> if, if you take his nerves out of the first quarter um on the uh, brisbane side of things we've got matthew hamelman and is that dane beams i'm not i'm not entirely sure their pistol because we were absolutely certain that he was gone for, he had such a severe ac joint injury he was going to be out for a month suddenly he's uh just had a weekend on the couch and he's back mate talk me through that oh i think dane beams must have some sort of superhuman healing powers so often he's uh, injured and then he comes back way quicker than everyone expects. But the problem is, if you're going to do that time and time again, aren't you just increasing your chance of getting an injury, Chizo? I mean, um, hopefully your scores don't suffer because of it. But I mean, it's not a great thing for owners if, um, I guess if you were holding him, it's fine. But if he comes back and he, you know, has four 80s in a row, you probably would have rather him not play. And then you could have um, traded him to a primo or you could have had some emergency um, come in, maybe you had an emergency primo at this stage. I know some people are getting close to that. Um, so sometimes it's not even the best thing that he's being rushed back um, and he's going to drop heaps in price as well. You may have been waiting to trade him this week or next week. Um, it can play, it's a double-edged sword. Well, at least this week he's only got to contend with Zach Smith and Reese Stanley if he gets hip and shoulder. So it's not the, the big mummy that's going to take him out. And uh, also, uh, forgetting to mention on the Brisbane side of things, Jake Barrett has been omitted after, I think we traded him out at the optimal time pistol. He's been horrible for those that have held him the last fortnight or three weeks. And uh, Darcy Gardner with that elbow injury is also out there, mate. We should just say uh, Witherden has been named for his third game, so that's uh, probably the most important news of the round. Uh, take us through uh, St Kilda and Richmond, uh, their champion. I'm actually pretty excited for this game. I reckon this is going to be good. Um, on the St Kilda, yeah, Richmond side, St Kilda have uh, Jimmy Webster out with that suspension, Luke Dunstan out and Mav Weller omitted. Um, Shane Savage, Ben Long, Daniel McKenzie um, come into the side. On the Richmond side of things, Taylor Hunt comes in for Oleg Markov. Interesting to note that Shy Bolton, who was rested last week, didn't get a reprieve. He's list in the emergency, so um, hasn't made it back into the side. Uh, Tyson Stengel gets another gig. And Ben Log is on the bubble, so he's actually... Um, I, I, could say go up in price, but it's not a sure thing, Chizo. Yeah, no. I, it, of of his two games, he's averaging twenty five, and he, he's basically break even as that. So uh, I think he's projected to make like four hundred dollars this week, Pistol. So I wouldn't be going anywhere near him, mate. <laughs> oh, I mean, he could go down in price and be a cheaper downgrade option. I guess I think that's people may as well hope for that. <laughs> We've had a couple of those, mate. Um, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised uh, at all. Um, we'll jump into... Uh, oh, interesting um, for me as well um, is how Tyson Stengel actually... Um, he 
went last week. He actually has some real toll about him. Richmond were one of these teams that um, really, I didn't know where their forward line was going. And suddenly they have about half a dozen um, small pressure forwards uh, that are they're really super quick and, and looking fantastic. Like uh, just looking at their lineup now, you've got Dan Rioli, D- uh, Dan Butler, Sam Lloyd, and Jason Castagna, uh, along with Tyson Stengel, um, uh, Connor Menadju, Shy Bolton, these kind of guys. They, they, they've kind of got a, a, an excess of them now. It, it, it definitely, uh, uh, with Jack Rewalt, the the, the centre point, um, they really have kind of that fleet foot half forward uh, forward pocket roll um, that I wasn't really sure they were going to have uh, anyone to back up Jack Rewald at the start of the year, Pistol. Yeah, I think uh, if Carlton used to have the Mosquito fleet, I think that Richmond currently have a Mosquito army. Um, it's just, you know, they've when one person goes down, they just bring another one in every single week, keep them fresh, keep them fast. And um, yeah, they're doing damage to, to people's back lines, basically. Just all the pressure acts, it's fantastic to watch. Yeah, definitely a change, uh, like a shift in their game plan compared to uh, previous years. Uh, we'll jump into the next game, North Melbourne and Fremantle. We've got a fair few uh, uh, different changes on things. We've also got extended benches, so um, keep that in mind. Uh, on the uh, north side of things, Ben Cunnington comes back after his suspension. Trent Dumont, uh, Daniel Nielsen, Cameron Zahar, uh, Braden Proust and Jai Simkin. Uh, Daniel Nielsen and Cameron Zahar, both uh, new players coming in for their first game, whether they're going to be... Uh, uh, getting their first run around will be interesting to see. They're both on extended benches. Uh, on the Dockers side of things, obviously Cam McCarthy out with that suspension and Sandy Lands with that hamstring pinged again. Um, not great for those guys. Uh, obviously, the follower this week, uh, the Ruckman, Sean Darcy. So he's on the bubble one to we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, in comes Steph Hill, Connor Blakely, Ryan Newhiss, and uh, your boy, Josh DeLuca, and also Shane Kirsten coming in. Um, Pistol, we got uh, extended benches on on there as well, so it'll be interesting to see which ones come in. Um, how have you seen Sean Darcy here, mate? He did put up a, a a big 90 score last week, and he's got a fantastic break even, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that score is kind of uh, hiding his actual potential that he has to score for the rest of the year, mate. Um, I'm a big fan, actually. I think um, Fremantle have a really good ruck draw uh, coming up for the rest of the year. I mean, Goldstein, obviously, this week's probably not the easiest gig, but... Look, he's, he's scoring very, very well as a rookie. He's got a great break even, and he's going to make a lot of money. It's just how do you get him in your team? I mean, it's not worth sideways trading a rookie at this, this stage. I think um, if you had a Parsons and maybe you had a um, Stranatica as your ruck forward uh, cover, you could do a Parsons to a Darcy and just let um, Darcy make more money. But it really also depends on... Um, how many trades you have and if you're able to you know trade them in and then trade them out and then still up use that money to upgrade um trades are precious this time of year so each of their own but i think he's going to be a really good rookie option chizo yeah, and a couple interesting things to note. In his last two games in the Waffle, he had 49 and 42 uh, hitouts. So he's very commanding in the ruck. Um, last week, he had 33 hitouts and a goal. And the thing is, only Brody Grundy has had more disposals than Sean Darcy in the past two weeks where he's been playing in the AFL. So he's second for disposals in the AFL across his first two games. So um, it, potentially someone that is going to not rely on hitouts to advantage to get points for us as well. So uh, the 
the thing for me, Pistol, is he just doesn't have that DPP. Is just a, a, a ruck only. So um, I've heard a few people crazily thinking that they might get uh, a Sean Darcy in as an R2 even. They, they can rely on their, their um, uh, scores. Uh, so for those in the community that have been emailing us about Sean Darcy and whether he's a viable uh, a field option, the official word coming from Pistol right now. Drum roll. Well, I said it on the Monday podcast that you could do it if you're feeling up to it, Cheezo. So I'm not sure that was the answer that you wanted. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. (laughs) I'm not in my right mind tell anyone to get Sean Darcy on the field. Like, what did he put up in his first week, Pistol? I scored a 50, but I mean, he had an 80 dream team. You can can chalk up uh, Wiley Buzzers to have nerves, but you can't chalk up Sean Darcy to have any nerves, Cheezo? Absolutely not. Bit of double standards there. Absolutely not. Um, no, I, I think if you're, I don't see anyone doing a double downgrade this week here, Pistol. So if you're choosing between, um, you're more likely choosing between, say, one rookie that you're either just grabbing a little bit of cash or finding a way to get gone. Um, I, I definitely think that Alex Witherden is the better option with his defensive mid, his higher average and his better break even. So um, I think for me, as good as Sean Darcy's, game was last week. I think I'll be passing him on him, uh, passing on him pistol. <laughs> well, I mean, ideally you don't have any rookies on your field at this stage of the year anyway, but if you are in a situation where you have to play a rookie, um, I don't think he's the worst option, Chizo. Um, especially if you're in your league match and you're, you're cruising comfortably and you want to make this extra bit of cash, I think he's, he's going to be a great um, late cash injection to take your league by storm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one interesting to note, Mitchell Hibbard uh, on the bubble again this week, selected on the wing. Um, break even of positive one with a, uh, a 36 average. I wouldn't even be touching him, um, particularly because we've got uh, Alex Witherden with the same DPP uh, defence mid um, who's been outperforming him. So uh, after that whole year of teasing us that he was going to be the uh, the defence mid that we all dreamed of, uh, the week that he's on the bubble, I think we've got a better option and we, a lot of us won't even trade him into our sides. Um, and uh, Declan Mountford, for those that did trade him into that, their midfield a few weeks ago, he's still getting another game. Uh, take us through uh, the West Coast Eagles and Port Adelaide uh, on Sunday at Domain Stadium there, champion. I should just say quickly, Chizo, um, I think Daniel Nelson got confirmed as uh, getting it for his first game this week. So someone will come out of that um, North Melbourne side. Hopefully it's not uh, a Hibbard or a Mountford. Um, going on to West Coast Eagles versus Port Adelaide. Out goes Sam Butler. Uh, yes, he does keep playing AFL. Uh, Chris Maston is omitted. And in comes Shannon Hearn, Matt Prittis, Mark Lacra, Scott Lysett. Will Schofield, wow, those are massive ins for the West Coast Eagles. That pretty much brings them up to nearly full strength um, side. Obviously, JJK isn't available or Nick Knapp, but other than that, it's right up there. On the Port Adelaide side, um, Homsch, Drew, and Atley. I don't think uh, Willem Drew or Joe Atley will get a gig this week. They're both named on the extended interchange, so we'll see um, if they have any uh, changes, but I do expect Homsch to make it back into the side, Chizo. Well, speaking about rookies that uh, don't get the game and also the, the Sandful, Brett Eddy kicked another bag. What does he have to do to make it back into this Port Adelaide side? It's crazy. And they, they even had a, a write-up on afl.com.au saying, um, Port don't know how to kick straight. They need to bring in Brett Eddy because he's just a sharpshooter and he's absolutely dominating. How can this kid not get a game? Like, there's so many of us that still have him at F8 just um, because we're not stressed enough to have to trade him out, but because he has so much potential there. And I know if he, if he came into uh, to the Port Adelaide side that, that I can't see why he's not getting a game here, Pistol. It's driving me absolutely insane. But 
We won't dwell on it, mate. We'll, uh, we'll jump straight into the next one. Uh, Carlton and Melbourne. Um, a few changes again on either side with extended benches. MCG on Sunday, Arby. Uh, Harrison McCready, Harry McKay, Jed Lamb is back after being uh, knocked out and concussed. Kieran Byrne and Sam O. Petrevsky-Seaton is back. Out is uh, Caleb Marchbank with a shoulder and Liam Sumner has been omitted. Uh, Harry McKay, interesting. Uh, if he gets a game, he'd be in for his first uh, runaround. Uh, on the Demons, uh, Tommy Bug obviously out with the suspension. Jack Viney with that plantar fasciitis. Uh, absolutely uh, um, terrible injury to have that. It does take a fair while to heal, so uh, Jack will probably be back next year. Um, Mitch White has been omitted, and Dom Tyson has uh, injured his knee. In comes uh, Jeff Garlett, Jesse Hogan back, hopefully, for his first game. Uh, Jack Trengrove, Dean Kent, Jay Kennedy Harris, Sam Wiedemann, who uh, just quietly um, was uh, posting a few little things on our, our Facebook page after our Max Gorn Face, uh, photo last week, um, Pistol, go check that out if you haven't seen it already, and uh, Joel Smith, so there's a, a few different changes that uh, are going to be seeing across there. Um, the big one we want to see is uh, Max Gorn has dropped down to his basically his best price that we're going to get in Pistol. Do we think that this is the week that we uh, we have to get him, as we've been saying? I don't think you need to get him this week. Uh, his break-even is still in the 90s, so even if he does go bang, he's not going to go up that much. But obviously, if you can get him this week, um, it would be a fantastic uh, time to do so. Gorn versus Cruiser Chizo could be the battle of uh, the best supercoach Ruckman this year. Um, I'm looking forward to that and seeing how they go, basically. It's just going to be a good show. It's interesting you mentioned uh, before the pod that they uh, haven't actually matched up one-on-one and top flight together before. Like They've never gone head-to-head. Oh, no, I just... Uh... I didn't look at that at all. I'd made it up to try and prove you wrong in a, in a <laughs> small discussion. But now, now you've called me out on the podcast. <laughs> oh, here we go. You're just trying to pull the wool over my eyes. You're, you're the one that's like, oh, you can't get you can't get Gorn this week. You know, he's got to break even a 90. He won't go up that much money. Oh, he hasn't played Cruiser before. We have no evidence that you need to get him this week. You're going to convince me not to get him just to worry about the, the gas issue. And then you're going to pick him up and go bang. And then uh, be laughing all the way to the bank, mate. Is that, that pretty much summing up what you're talking about? Oh, pretty much. I just didn't expect you to uh, do the research and see if that was true, <laughs> which which I nearly got away with as well if it wasn't for those meddling kids. If I didn't call you out, you'd, <laughs> you'd let me make that mistake, wouldn't you? Oh, we'll see about that. Interesting that Michael Hibbard bounced back and uh, had about a bajillion kickouts from defence last week as, uh, as Sydney kicked uh, so many behinds. Um, Interesting that he elected to basically play on every single time and do a heater sure to make sure he got his stats there. Pistol uh, really helped for those that had him, had him, uh, uh, Michael Hibbert in their back lines. Yeah, I'm hoping this week um, Carlton just kick incredibly inaccurately just just because Hibbert will take a majority of the kickouts and obviously it's a great way for him to get extra cheap points. So fingers crossed uh, Carlton can't kick. So you're going to go down to the MCG on Sunday with a sign say kick it to Levi. <laughs> He's been really good this year, very accurate actually. Um, but no, I uh, might just, don't know, got to go down, maybe um, have a pole that looks like the wind is blowing in a certain direction the wrong way maybe and just make it look <laughs> like it's... Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe put them off a little bit. All right. We'll jump straight into Chizo's Tasty Trades. Uh, we'll talk about a few of the bubble boys again that uh, that we can look at this week. Um, obviously, the, the three main ones that we're looking at. Um, I was hoping that Callum Brown had come back again this week, but uh, he's still being taught a lesson. Uh, Alex Witherden, the defensive mid, 117-300. Um, he's averaging 83 off that 90. Um, he looks like he's got a really fantastic role across that back line, their pistol. 29 touches, really, really silky. Um, last week, 
actually watching him up close, uh, watching the Essendon game, he looked absolutely fantastic. And I don't think that we can really describe exactly how good he was. No, and he was entrusted with the kicking duties, which I always find um, a good way of knowing pretty much how much they trust is his boot. And look, he's got a great kick on him as well, which is super coach gold, as we know. Scoring 91 in your second game, listed as a defender, there's not much more that you want. So um, I assume pretty much everyone's going to get him in if you haven't already. Um, if you did have him in already, Chizo, who would be your like second, I guess, down second best downgrade option this week? Uh, the second best downgrade option, I think, um, I'll put a scenario to you. Um, say that you've got uh, Nank in your ruck line. You've got, say, like a James Parsons in your forward line that is really basically topped out in price. I really like the idea of giving Parsons the flick, bringing Nank into the forward line and getting uh, uh, maybe a, a Darcy like that. Um, I only if you still got the the provision of that R three um, situation, I really don't like the idea of. Uh, I, I know you you're an advocate of it, and you, you're telling people why not. Uh, but I don't like Darcy as an on-field option pistol. By this stage, we shouldn't have... Well, I know a lot of us are going to have the likes of Witherden covering Gaz or something this week, but we really shouldn't have rookies on the field. Um, so for that reason, I really don't like him all that much. Maybe so, maybe people have got Proust being held at R3 or something like that um, that you're able to do a downgrade to. They're the two um, rookies, we should say. Darcy is also $117,300, uh, ruck only, averaging 74 with a break-even of negative 79. Um, They're the kind of downgrade options I'm looking at. Obviously, everyone um, chirps up every week and inboxes the page. Everyone seems to be inboxing you for some reason. I I don't know what that is. I think everyone just loves your advice. Um, Asking which are the best... Um, you know, non-playing loophole, $102K, $1,000. And um, you seem to be picking players that... It, it, it's almost like if you pick this player, they're going to get another game next week, Pistol. Uh, it happened with uh, uh, D- uh, DeLuca Cardillo, mate. He, he's basically uh, cutting it up there for you. <laughs> he's ruined the loophole option, that's for sure. We'll see if he gets a <laughs> name this week. Um, I was excited to watch him play. Um, just obviously because it was kind of an accident, I guess you could say, in selecting him um, a week before he was named. He did get nine touches in the second quarter when he did play, and then he had an ankle injury and basically couldn't play out the rest of the match. So hopefully he gets another chance to prove you know what he's got because nine touches for a rookie in the quarter, that's good science, Jesu. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll talk about the, the big issue, um, obviously, with Gaz. Um, you're kind of on the fence with me. I think... Three weeks out of the last seven that he's missed, I think I've kind of run out of patience with him. And having a little bit of a surplus of trades, I have the ability to get rid of him this week. Um, as much as I know Gaz can hurt the hurt you if you don't have him, I think he's more than likely going to miss one more week this season. And that circumvents whatever average he has, even if he averages 150 for the rest of the year, it's, you're still going to come out um, mathematically on top. Pistol, you do the math. I didn't do that in my head. Um, <laughs> if, if, you, uh, if you're looking at, at a trade-out option, what would be a midfielder that you could just do a straight swap for Gary Ablett? Maybe give me one that's really obvious and one that is kind of going under the radar that you really like the look of? Um, there's a couple, I guess, obvious ones. Uh, if you ask me for one, I'll, I'll say Neil because he's at a very 560k um that's great value for somebody of his capabilities um maybe a not so obvious one that people forget about is always dane zorko um 576k it's really he's averaging 110 i don't know how people um miss him basically but he's in basically no teams i think it's in like six percent of teams so um that's a great option i know you've got one that you want to say you've been talking about it before the podcast 
Who is uh, that other option that you're thinking of, Chizo? Um, I really like the look of Paddy Cripps. I think we we talked about him during the week. He's he's definitely one that's gone under the under the radar. Um, had no preseason to start the year. Um, started off a little bit slowly, but across his last three, he's going at 125 with 126 uh, on the weekend. With all of Melbourne's big gun midfielders missing and or suspended or injured, I think that he could have an absolutely fantastic game. Um, how do you think uh, uh, the likes of uh, Rory Sloan is going to bounce back. We did say that they're playing the Bulldogs this week and probably unlikely to um, cop as much attention. The Bulldogs tend to go head-to-head with the midfielders. Do you like the idea of bringing in a Rory Sloan or something this week to kind of jump the boat? Because um, we always want to... We don't want to wait for them to turn the corner at this kind of stage of the season. You want to jump on them as they're about to turn the corner. So do you think... This is the week to try and jump on Rory Sloan at a discounted uh, 505k. Oh, I just don't think it's worth trying to jump the gun on, on one of these players. I mean, if you trade him in and he doesn't turn the corner, then you're getting somebody that's going to average less than 90 um, in your midfield for the rest of the year. It's just not worth it. You may as well wait and see first before because... The first time that they score well, they barely go up any price at all. The second time, they go up a fair bit more. But then they've already dropped so much because they've been in terrible form that you can kind of afford to wait and see and to make sure they're in good form. Um, I don't think I'd be looking at Sloan. I'd rather look, as you said, at a Cripps um, or a Neil as well. Both of those players, very cheap. Zorko, again, 576K. They're the ones that I'd really be pushing. Um, even Titch himself, um, at, I think he's 585K or so, is, is also... Um, solid just because he barely has a bad game. Um, Mr. Consistent, as uh, JB would say. I should just uh, throw in there Cripps last year, finished the season with eight tons in a row, Chizo. Yeah, he absolutely killed it the, in the run home. And in the SC finals last year, he put up scores of 153 and 140, and they'd be uh, <laughs> they'd be fantastic sto- scores to have in your Supercoach finals, mate. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's definitely a, a good under-the-radar pick. He's also only in a 4% of teams. So him and Zorko in 4 and 6% of teams or so, uh, they're, they're probably the PODs um, that... I think you should target, but also you can't really go wrong if you're you're getting a Lockie Neal type player. Even Scott Pendlebury at 540k, Chizo, um, had a bad game on the weekend. Uh, You'd think he's going to bounce back? I I think the same for Marcus Bontepelli as well. I think they're both... Um, great options that should bounce back and come with uh, the good scores and you know they've had their ups and downs this year I, I don't think either of us would say that Bond and Pelly or Pendlebury have had fantastic years yet they're both averaging 110 for the season so um, have a bit of faith with those uh, we have had some inboxes uh, this week uh, regarding Joel Selwood um, I think we definitely um, even though he has dropped a cash uh, from that three that he put up wait another week or uh, or two, but um, because he is already discounted their pistol, what do you think about going uh, Gary up to Joel Selwood, or would you just uh, use Gary's cash to, to get one of these primos you don't have to worry about? Yeah, I think I'd just get a primo that I don't have to worry about. I do like the look of um, Selwood. Uh, next week, he's going to be about uh, 480, 470K. The week after that, about 440K. So if you can work him in as your M9, which I'm sure a lot of people are planning on doing, he's just an unbelievably good option at that price. I don't think... Uh, Probably haven't had that much value in years, Chizo. Yeah, no. Uh, he, he does always uh, tend to be cheap in the middle of the season or about this part of the season and then come home like a steam train. So it, it is nothing uh, different to what we, we usually see from uh, Joel Selwood. All right, mate. We'll uh, jump to some uh, captaincy options. We've got the hugs captains that go up every Thursday. Um 
Obviously, he's put up uh, his uh, top three VC options this week being Danger, Selwood, and Tommy Mitchell, and his captaincy options if you are going to a VC into Dangerfield, um, Danger, Doherty, and Murphy. We are. How is that uh, that Danger um, Danger VC situation going there, there, Pistol? You did mention that a few weeks ago that your new plan was just a VC Danger every week, and if you went no good, you were just going to chuck a captaincy on whoever was left. <laughs> I should have stuck to that. Um, I think I'd be a lot better off if I actually had gone through with it. Um, this week, I will be taking my own advice, um, going <laughs> Dangerfield VC. I guess I, I am putting the VC on him uh, into Doherty. I think um, that's a move that, that's probably going to be worthwhile. Um, Chizo, last week we did actually cop a lot of inboxes saying, can we explore the um, vice captains and captaincy options in a bit bit more depth? Apparently, we skipped over uh, Doherty, who ends up scoring 122, which is um, a pretty good option. Um, maybe if we'd gone more in-depth with it, I wouldn't have uh, ruined my own captaincy choices. Look, I, I thought it was pretty obvious that you, you were just going to chuck the C, C on danger. I think he's in the form right now that the VC loophole isn't really an option pistol. We think we should just forget about it and play like it's uh, AFL fantasy, mate. <laughs> All right, but if we if we got to pick uh, some VCs and Cs that aren't danger filled, um, which which players would you really be keeping a strong eye on? Look, I like the Essendon and Collingwood match. There always seems to be one guy that pipes up and has an absolutely uh, ripping game. You got the Pendles, the Trelaw, the Merritts. These kind of guys that um, can really stand up and have an absolutely massive ton. Um, I do like the VC of that on a Saturday afternoon going into a danger field that is a Saturday evening. So you've got the time to uh, to have a look at the the VC score from that game and then see if you need to chuck the seat on Dangerfield. Um, when we're talking about these kind of guys, what is kind of your limit for the VC considering the form that Danger's in? I'll just yell out some numbers here to you, Pistol. You've got Danger over his last three, averaging 161 with scores of 196, 145 and 141. His last three against Brisbane, 131, 154 and 112 for an average of 132. And his last three at the Gabba, 131, 114 and 87 for a 111 average. What is your limit on a VC? Because this is the point for me. We can talk about VC's options until the cows come home, but if Pendles or you know Trelaw or these kind of guys don't put up a certain score, what is your limit when he's in this kind of form? I'm, I'm almost tempted to say it's got to be a 140 or I'm just going to put the C on Dangerfield. It is crazy because um, like last week, there was a couple of people that were really happy that they took um, Buddy's 122. And then they lost 74 points, Chizo, um, which is massive. Um, personally, I think this week you're probably looking at taking uh, 135, I think 135 for me. Um, 130 is below Dangerfield's current average, um, which is at 132, so um, I don't like doing that. So 135 seems, seems pretty fair. There's not too many players, I think, that are going to absolutely explode um i think one player we may have skipped over is a buddy versus gold coast at the scg so what do you think about that buddy absolutely loves the scg such a small grand he gets a lot of the ball um maybe stephen may might uh, try and knock him out do a, a steph martin to him early on in the game to take out his influence mate <laughs> well gaz isn't playing as well which is obviously going to hamper gold coast so i just think um they're probably 
going to get uh, toppled in the midfield. Uh, Swan's uh, in pretty good form. Parker is probably going to dominate again. Um, Buddy was in, looks fantastic last week. If he's going to play anything like he did last week at the SCG, he's going to be taking shots from the center and probably drilling them as well. So um, if anyone, I think he could get above uh, that 135 mark and, and maybe stop us from taking a Dangerfield. But then again, it's so risky because if Dangerfield goes 196, again, you're losing 60 points. So for me, it's just whack the VC on Dangerfield, whack the C on anybody that plays after him. Possibly a Gorn. What about a Gorn in the last game of the round? Um, I know you, you've been predicting that he's only going to go 105, 110, 115, that kind of mark. Um, but I think for me, um, Dangerfield has gone over 140 in his last six games consecutively. I don't like, I'm just going to leave the C on him and just try a VC beforehand. And if, I put up a 150 with somewhere else, I'll take it. But I think for me, 140 for me this week is my, that's my limit. Like if, 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 if my VC doesn't get 140, I'm just going to take danger. Well, pretty much everyone's going to be putting the C on Dangerfield. Um, most of the captaincy options actually play before him this week. There's not too many that play after. Um, I can only think of Neil, maybe Todd Goldstein, I guess a Gorn or a Cruiser. Um, you're probably not willing to put it on Elliot Yo. So the, there's really not many options after Dangerfield, in which case there's obviously Doherty, um, in which case you may as well put the VC on Dangerfield. hope he only scores 100. Everyone's copying that score. And then obviously you've got your captaincy to play um, on Doherty. So I think it's just you're, you're probably going to take Dangerfield either way. You may as well put the VC on him. Hope he does a little worse than everyone expects because all these options, um, I guess you'd call them the good options, play before Dangerfield. So most people, I guess, would be sucking into Dangerfield score and maybe he can do a little bit worse. Um, maybe he's a bit tired, spending time with his newborn son and then you get to put the C on Doherty and hopefully Doherty is an absolute blind. And I think that's a, a way to get a couple extra points um, if all goes to plan, Cheezo. Yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. I think that covers pretty much every aspect that you can approach it. And it really did, uh, it, it was, tough being suckered into his 196 last week I'm, I'm glad you didn't have to suffer that with me mate um Chizo, i think um there's going to be i'm going to anticipate a question we're going to get sent a lot it's should we trade uh hugh greenwood i don't think we covered it but basically no um he's been rested he's been unbelievable he's going to come right back inside uh, that adelaide side and he's got a break even of minus eight so don't trade great Hugh Greenwood. Okay, someone exactly like him, Scooter Selwood, uh, my vote is to just get rid of him and use his cash that he's made because he does have that terrible break even. So even that first week he comes back, he's not going to make any money anyway. He's just going to stagnate. So it's going to be uh, at least two weeks after he comes back that you're going to start making money from him. So I'd be uh, cashing him in right now if I could. Yep, get rid of Scooter, keep Greenwood. Glad we covered that. <laughs> yeah, one last question that I, I do want to cover just before we sign off. Um, we have been getting inboxed a lot. I'm not sure if we covered it. Um, Scharenberg to Witherden, mate. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, if that's the only way that you can free up money for a trade um, that you that you need to do, maybe to get in Gorn, then I would probably pull that trigger. I think uh, Witherden is probably someone that I've, I haven't been that excited about getting since uh, Hugh Greenwood. He's, I think he's a fantastic uh, rookie option. Scharenberg's not probably the first choice in in someone I would trade at. Obviously, I'd keep Luke Ryan above Scharenberg, but. Look, I'd do it if I desperately needed the cash. If, I, if I'm just doing that trade to free up money, um, maybe not. But I, I, surely there's there's 
the other options um, that people have in their team. If you don't have any cash generation, then I guess you've got to do what you've got to do, though. Yeah, obviously, Luke Ryan is playing this week, so he's at basically the same price as Sharon Berg. So um, I'm definitely an advocate of keeping Sharon Berg. So if you've got a way to get him, for example, this week, I'm going Scooter 2 with it, and that's where I'm getting the cash um, uh to help me get gone and things like that. So um, that that's one option you've got there, Pistol. Radio Pistol, that pretty much wraps up our podcast there, a preview for round 16, mate. It's been uh, fantastic having you on. Um, obviously, we've still got this Supercoach Rings promotion that we've got going. You can pick up a, a, a championship ring to the winner of your league. We've got ours for the Dr. Supercoach Keeper League that we've got ongoing this year. comes in it's a um, 10% off discount code if you use the Doc, capital T, H-E, capital D-O-C, all one word. Um you're still not in the running for that pistol. I know I check in every week, but uh, you've been absolutely falling apart recently, haven't you? <laughs> it's not my year, Chizo. Uh, <laughs> give, give me the next three and, and we'll see. Yeah, the dynasty continues, hashtag. Uh, mate, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on there, mate. Uh, don't forget, uh, community, if you do want to get in touch with uh, either Pistol or I or even JB, if you want our opinions, drscpod at gmail.com. You can hit us up. Whenever we get a free second, we try and answer it into there. And uh, um, I think James Epers uh, uh, just popped up into 13th overall and uh, every week he, he chimes in trying to uh, let us know exactly how well he's going. We, 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 we threw down the gauntlet pistol a little bit earlier on the season. If he makes the, the top 10, we might even let him on the podcast. So I'm getting a little bit uh, hot under the car, a little bit worried now that it might actually have to happen. No, I hope it does for his sake. Um, he's been a great community member and hopefully he can push the top 10, get get right in the money. I think we've covered everything that we got sent on the emails. Um, so yeah, thank you very much community.